$50 is fair for Red Dead Redemption. YouTube's gonna stop serving you new videos and Intel is back, baby. Rip AMD. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Thursday, August 10th, 2023. How you doing? Well, I know how the CEO of Take-Two is doing, the company behind Rockstar that announced the Red Dead Redemption remaster. He's doing great. He's got mutt, he's Scrooge McDucking it up the whole way. The whole thing. Because when asked about the $50 price point of the Red Dead Redemption, so I said remaster, that's wrong. It's a port. It's, yeah. I'm so conditioned to think that it's better, but it's the exact same dang game that came out a decade, 13 More years More than ago. a decade. It's all problematic. Anyways, uh, the CEO said that it's commercially accurate, the price point. No, it's not. Hey, it is, because guess what? You're he gonna buy it. it. You're gonna, no, that's, the difference is, he's saying it because he has market data to know that us nerds are just gonna spend the money on it. Continuing on to say, that's just what we believe was the commercially accurate price for it, all right? He added in that the Undead Nightmare was a great standalone game in its own right when it was originally released, and that it's now a great bundle for the first time, and certainly, Notice how he places this at the very end of the sentence, a great value for consumers. First most, it's commercially accurate. Second, lastly, it you guys, you'll appreciate it. This does neglect the fact that on the original Xbox version of the game, you can get it for $30 plus $13 for the Undead Nightmare, making it $43, which is less than what it's gonna cost on the Switch and the PS4. But you can, you know, you gotta pay for the devs who ported it over, which I found out, do you know the, the company behind it? Oh no. They made Fallout 76. Uh, yeah. So good track record, obviously. This is fantastic stuff. Rockstar only cares about your dollars and cents. You guys like bundles, right? You're gonna buy it anyways. I mean, it's the same thing with the GTA remaster. The reason they could get away with such bad re remasters was because they know that we're just gonna buy it. Are you we buying did. the Red Dead on PS4 Switch? Let me know down below in the comments while I let you know about today's video sponsor. Today's video is sponsored by Vincero. If you aren't familiar with Vincero yet, they are a design brand for core men's accessories, crafting really modern watches, sunglasses, and jewelry. Based on the West Coast, they aren't just our favorite brand, but GQ actually recently called Vincero their go-to brand for modern accessories, and it's easy to see why. I really like their watches and Apple watch bands the most. And one of the ones I have from them is called the Altitude in charcoal black. Incredibly understated, sleek, and super function. And if you're also an Apple Watch guy, you can check out their silicone bands. It's the ultimate modern touch for any Apple Watch lover. You need to check them out if you haven't already. And honestly, right now is the perfect time to do so because they are having a killer deal during their anniversary sale. Vincero Collective is your one-stop shop for all your non-apparel gear. They even offer a five-year guarantee with a 365-day free return policy to make gift giving even easier. Whether it's a gift for yourself or someone in your life, add Vincero to the top of your wish list. You get 20% off and free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, vincerocollective.com forward slash UFD tech and use code UFD tech at checkout. That's 20% off with the code UFD tech at V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com forward slash UFD tech. After you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please make sure to support our heart in the show. Even if you already knew them, tell them that we sent you so that they keep spending money with us. Big thanks again to Vincero for sponsoring today's video. So I forgot to talk about this before we segue to our sponsor, but 
But one of the details that also the Take-Two CEO, this ties in the next article yeah, too, yeah, so it's yeah. fine. Uh, when it comes to the next-gen, you know, mid-gen refreshes like the PS5 Pro or the non-existent Xbox One, he says it doesn't. it's not that meaningful. It's not that important. It probably won't change anything. Big whoop if it is real, if it's not. So likely it's gonna be close to what the PS4 Pro was, which is just, it's slightly faster, yay. But Sony not concerned necessarily with even releasing a mid-gen refresh because their numbers are up. Stonks go up. They are doing better than expected in selling the PlayStation 5, especially with all of the details of games coming out with new DLC. They have Spider-Man 2 and a whole bunch of first-party games that are gonna coming out soon. And they said that they expect that the increase in sales for non-first-party titles will be aided by a decrease in cost and expenses, and that will be offset by a deterioration in profitability of the PlayStation 5 hardware, because Sony has been doing price drops on the PS5, which you featured in UFD deals. Yeah. Xbox, they've been raising the price in certain regions to make sure that they're still making money on it. So South Africa is having a great time with that at the moment. It's like up by a thousand bucks. That's like three US dollars. Yeah. Dollar to Rand conversion. It's good stuff. What wasn't good stuff was Ratchet and Clank PlayStation exclusive that came to PC when it first launched could not support ray tracing on AMD hardware, which most people were like, you're telling me the PlayStation 5, which has AMD hardware yeah. and does ray, run ray tracing for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, can't do it on PC. And the devs were like, yeah. Yep, but now there's a patch for it. There's a special driver that AMD has released to make it so that you can have the ray tracing reflections enabled ray tracing for compatible AMD GPUs using this new software adrenaline version for that. So in case you have an AMD GPU and you wanted to play Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart with RT on, now you can. You're welcome. And you're welcome for deals. No. <laughs> and welcome back to the deals. Uh, <laughs> Good stuff. Well, first up, we have the Corsair HX850 80 plus platinum power supply. Going platinum? Platinum. Wow. Going for only $124.99 with the included promo code, making it $60 off. And then next up, we have the Samsung 970 EVO plus Gen 3 NVMe M.2 SSD going for only $74.99 with the included promo code for a two terabyte version. That's a worse deal than yesterday's. It is, but if you want the Samsung drive, then- I guess, yeah, Samsung versus Team Group if you have some brand affiliation. Yeah. But next we have the ASRock Phantom Gaming Arc A770 16 gigabyte card going for only $309. 99 cents with the include promo code, making it $20 off. That's a dang good deal. And especially because yeah. that's the new one that they yep. just launched with 16 gigs. Hey, you too can have a hot news A770. Just leave it on your desk. Don't install it in your PC at all. It's been there the entire time I've been here. You've been here for a while now. Yeah. We gotta get rid of you. Yeah. And next up, we have the Intel Core i5-12600KF. Not next up, lastly. Lastly. Come on, Reese, no. you're the expert here. Going for only $155.99 with the coupon applied, making it $63.95 off. That's not a bad price. And with that, the deals are done. You can find these and more linked in the video description down below. But until next time, I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Have we done this one before? Yink! It's like turning on a light bulb. Yeah. Well, all those were great deals, Reese. You know what's a horrific deal? And I'm oh, yeah, so mad that this I exists, know. all right? Cadillac announces their Escalade EV. Brent was actually mad at his desk reading about this. He it was... frustrates me to no end because I am not against luxury electric vehicles. They're allowed to exist. I'm not against Cadillac making it. What I am against, and I'm gonna state this firmly and fairly right here, GM has a horrible strategy right now of taking the Hummer and being like, now it's a truck in the Silverado. 
Now it's the Escalade, because this Escalade EV, well, it's gonna have 450 miles of range, which sounds amazing, and it's gonna start at $130,000, which isn't that much of a markup compared to the regular Escalade versus the EV. They achieve this by taking a greater than 200 kilowatt hour battery pack and putting it into the Escalade. I don't know if you have experience with EVs or not, 200 kilowatt hours is an insane amount. Number one, that's gonna take forever to charge, especially with the bad infrastructure that is not supported on anything outside of Tesla. And then number two, they don't disclose the curb weight of this vehicle, which is terrifying, because one of the biggest problems we're gonna have with big, gigantic EVs like this is that if they hit you, you die. Basically. It's a problem that we're going to encounter as more and more of these get on the road. And the reason we know this thing is gonna be a massive chunker is because number one, the Silverado EV with the 200 kilowatt hour battery pack is, as well as the Hummer. But this thing can only do zero to 60 in five seconds, which is not a good sign for an EV. It's heavy. It's it's a big, it's heavy. big boy. The Hummer EVs, roughly 9,000 pounds, expect this to come in somewhere around that mark. It's disturbing. It's I think GM has a problem. I don't think EVs need to be this big. Tesla got to 400 plus miles of range by efficiency upgrades. GM and Chevy and Cadillac, they are brute forcing it with batteries, and I think that is the worst strategy for everybody besides everyone who's gonna ride in these as a chauffeur limousine mom toting her kids around to freaking soccer camp and whatnot. Those kids are gonna be safe as heck, but any pedestrian <laughs> on the road is good. Oh man, you're in for a bad time. Personally, obviously not a fan. Also charging time on 200 kilowatt hour battery pack with a home charger, they're quoting 30 hours. That's if you get like the 40 amp charger, you get an electrician to come out and install that on the dryer plug. 30 hours, over a full day to charge this stupid monstrosity. Yeah, get comfy when you're at the charging places. Well, so they do tweak it because technically it can support 800 volt charging instead of 400 volt. But again, the problem as we experienced when we were driving across America, chargers be broken. All the time. 50 kilowatts is what you might get at some chargers, especially if they're broken in the middle of nowhere and that's your only option and you've run out of range. It's It can be a problem. Also, I think the Tesla superchargers don't support 800 volts. And I just, I'm gonna stereotype Escalade owners. They're not gonna be the courteous type to move out of your way when they have a six hour charge time at a 50 kilowatt charger and being like, I just, I need to charge for half an hour. Could I like slip in here? No. They're not, never, never gonna do that. Anyways, if you can't tell, I'm not a huge fan of the Escalade EV. It exists. Hey, GM, you wanna send me one for review? I don't have to keep it, but I'll check it out and maybe you could change my tune. I don't, I don't think I will. Never know. I'm, I'm mad. I am mad at what this means for people who are not in that vehicle. But I'm not mad about this change YouTube's making. This is one of the, like, I, I don't know if this is gonna fly under the radar because it just got announced, but I hope people are making a big deal of this because I really love this. If you turn off watch history on your YouTube account, YouTube will stop giving you homepage videos and you can only search for them or get them in your subscription feed, which, I will admit is not necessarily a great thing for YouTube as a whole because, you know, the discovery of videos, even as a YouTuber, I very much want. But I do also have an account where I don't have watch history turned on, where I just want to exist in my subscription feed. And this is perfect for it because I won't get bombarded with anything I don't want to watch. But if you turn it back on, you can get homepage videos and find out, hey, 
Uh, this is what YouTube thinks you'll enjoy. So it you can have it both ways, especially if you have multiple accounts. I really like this. However, this does not apply to any account that isn't logged in. So if you're on YouTube, you're still gonna get the homepage videos. But if you're logged in and you don't have watch history and you don't have it turned on, they have nothing to feed you, so they will no longer feed it to you. I am a fan. It works for me. If you are in the, I would say the minority who like actually turns off their watch history and doesn't want YouTube throwing things their way, like great stuff. Yeah, I, I'm a mild fan of this. Lukewarm. Lukewarm, which is kind of how you should feel about the Intel telemetry story that we talked about previously. One of the details that I discussed was the need for telemetry to be in drivers. And I asked, how did you feel about it being opt in, opt out? What would you want? Turns out, that the foundational article for that might have had things a little backwards, especially because Intel changes how they request your opt-in based on whether or not you've ever had the drivers installed before. Oh. So what happened with Tech Power Up's article is that they had already technically opted into it in a previous driver install. And so on a new driver install, it still kept that setting because the compute improvement program actually isn't installed as a driver, it's installed as its own program. So even if you uninstall the driver, it doesn't get rid of the actual telemetry data that it takes from you, which brings up another problem. It actually keeps that program installed even if you don't have the GPU installed anymore. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. So there, there are a whole bunch of, like you can get rid of it, you can delete it in the registry key, you can remove the CIP program if you choose to do it yourself, but it's persistent even after upgrading or removing other things. So that's why it seemed like it was opt out only, but that's because they had opted in previously. However, leaving that program as a secondary program is also problematic. However, you can uninstall the CIP without breaking the driver. So it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag situation here. It's, it's its own program, but it's also like, it's not as severe as it was previously reported. So we wanted to update you here on Hot News. Let me know what you think of Intel's compute improvement program down below in the comments. Wanna hear from you down there. But Intel is hearing a lot of your money. They can hear it jingle jangling in the little piggy banks that they got because Open new reports. You did, they did. I, I did for you, I got you an Intel CPU, which we still have to finish that PC build anyways. Oh, yeah, look at that. New reports are coming out on the Q2 sales of CPUs and it's up from Q1. So there's an increase from 46 million to 54 million of unit sales, still down from the 70 million a full year ago. However, with that, AMD saw a 5.3% market decline in CPU sales. Well, Intel saw a nearly incredible 23% growth in market. Well, then. I wouldn't be talking about this if it was like they AMD lost five and Intel lost or gained five. Like Intel stole market share from AMD and other competitors to make it so that they are one of the top Again, especially because of all of the budget options that they have, the 13100, the 12100 were not really matched by AMD. Everything in the lower mid-range client sector just wasn't being matched by AMD. They were focusing more on the higher margin products. And I think that might help to explain why Intel's market share has gone back up. I'm curious to hear from you. Have you been purchasing more Intel products? Your friends, your family, have they been doing more Intel builds or buying more Intel products? I wanna hear from you down below what the situation is with that. AMD still has time to turn things around. I don't think Intel has necessarily won, but they are definitely in a good place right now, especially with how expensive AMD made Ryzen 7000. That put them in a very bad place of being competitive. Intel gave you DDR4 options, 
gave you a $99-13100 and very inexpensive motherboards for you to be able to upgrade to 13th or 12th gen. AMD didn't do anything remotely close to that, and I think that could help to explain some of what's going on here. I think I'm excited to see where the CPU wars go. They're yeah. evenly matched at the top end. Lots of tit-for-tat fighting that's going on there. Intel is firmly taking the budget range. I want to see AMD fight for that. I want I want to see a 7100 CPU Ryzen 3. AMD, come Do on, it. make this more interesting for us. And I can't make this episode of Hot News more interesting because it's over. There's nothing to intrigue you with. Come back tomorrow for more of the Hot Tech News, though. We'll be here for that. Yeah.